Thank you for joining us for the closing episode of this first season of Banana Leaf Reflections. This episode is titled Accountability and Ravi, a special topic in which Jeshu and T. Bless bring a South Asian perspective on the actions and allegations against renowned Christian apologetical author and speaker, Dr. Ravi Zechariah. Listen to the sounds of your auntie's cooking. Smell the freshly picked curry leaves, garam masala, cumin, and anise. You hear your akka speaking your mother tongue from across the courtyard, your uncles talking about their latest business deal. None of that matters, of course, because dinner is ready. It's time to take your place at the banana leaf. Okay. <laughs> um, episode six, it's a special topic. Um, I think we've, just like we kind of tried to avoid last week's, uh, the, sorry, the week before yeah. um, topic. It, this was, this was very hard, very heavy on our hearts. Um, we've kind of like sought out the South Asian community and we've only found like two other people who are like daisies who have responded to this or like really like spoke up about this um so we're going to talk about uh ravi Mm -hmm. zacharias and kind of the story that has come out um about who he really was behind the scenes behind the smoke screen um it's just, it's heavy and it's a lot. And I haven't read the 12 page report because I don't think I could emotionally deal with the details. Um, yeah. But I have read people's responses and I have read um, responses from women. Um, and I, as South Asian women, I would really, I really wanted to touch on this because I'm not seeing a response from the church in India as a whole are from missionaries or from people that I know that are personally um, yeah. connected to the ministry there. And I feel like it's kind of dulled down since the whole, whew, it happened. Yeah. Like the bombs kind of like, everything's kind of like falling down quietly. Um, it's taken, this is, this was not an easy thing to do. We had to talk about it. We want to talk about it. Um, but we also want to use wisdom. Um mm-hmm being young young women <laughs> uh, from South Asian community um yeah I, I I was telling Blessie right a little bit mm-hmm. after this all came out that I'm I'm feel like I live in this reality where like I just assume people are good um for for a pessimist I like yeah. actually see think people are good I remember being a teenager and like all my friends were you know being naughty or whatever like they were being teenagers and there I was like ah, no one does anything wrong everyone's great <laughs> and my friends are like what world you live in y'all those people are doing bad stuff <laughs> and I'm like what no and they're like you are far too sheltered and I think mm-hmm. emotionally the way I responded to this was 
whoa, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, it, it just feels like a little bit of my foundation shattered again. And I think this is kind of where my deconstruction starts. Like, it started, like, going. Yeah. It started, like, the ball started rolling down faster down the steep hill. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I shared um, the report online on my Instagram and Facebook, um, that's the kind of similar response that I've gotten um, from my relatives back in India. A lot of them are like, whoa, is this true? I can't believe this. And, um, you know, you were talking about your perspective of, you know, everybody is good. And I think that's kind of a bubble that we kind of grow up in, in brown households where we just don't talk about um anything violence related um sexual misconduct sexual inappropriateness abuse assault especially in the christian communities i feel like we don't talk about i think hindus and other religion other communities in india sometimes do a better job in addressing these things while we just don't talk about it yeah i i and one of the south asians um I had been speaking to her, someone that we are connected to on the internet, kind of like yeah. going through the same thing that we are. And, and one of the things she said to me was, I'm not surprised. And for me, I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're not surprised? You're like so much younger than me. And like you you have this like, like you yeah. have this space where you, you can say that. And for me, it's almost like we've been taught like, oh, no, those people are up there. Mm. They're untouchable. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anyone should be untouchable. I remember being quite, quite young and asking my parents, why, why does, why do these ministries, why do these ministries, why are they named after the person who's running them? It kind of takes away from God. You know, I remember asking clearly at a very young age, like, why does so-and-so's ministry, why is it their name? Why is it their name? And one of the reasons I loved growing up in the mission that I did is it had nothing, like the name had nothing to do with the founders and the founders mm-hmm. eventually have kind of stepped back. They are still involved, but they're not like a huge part of it. Like I've always wondered and always said, why is this human's name more important than the name of my God? Yeah, that is a good point that I never really thought about, but a lot of ministries at home, they are, they go by the pastor's name. And I can think of a dozen <laughs> ministry right. names right now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I feel like that's indirectly us humans putting ourselves in the center mm. and making it all about us, even though ministry is not supposed to be that. So that's really interesting that, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we get these like huge like pauses. We're like, whoa. That's a thought. And like, that's a thought that's been in my mind since I, I want to say I was 10. The first time I asked my mom, why, why should it be about them? This is not about them. And I think a lot of the Pentecostal and a lot of the kind of modern major Christianity is all set on this. Like, it's all about us. Look at us. Look at what we're doing. And I, I don't think that's right. I think every person should be pointing back to Christ. Yeah. Are these people pointing back to Christ? You know, 
he was known for the way he debated. He was known for the mm-hmm. way he wrote books. I mean, he is a prolific writer. And here we come to allegations with substantial evidence. Substantial evidence. Like, yep. this was hard. This was painful. This was just like, it's one thing to embezzle your own company or your own mm-hmm. organization, but it's another thing to go destroy other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, I And I kind of resonate with, you know, the friend that we both mentioned that, you know, we have online, our <laughs> South Asian sister. <laughs> Someday we will have her here. She doesn't even know it, but she's going to come up here. Um, yes. But... I was not surprised either. And I was like, wow, it in a way I was kind of waiting for something to happen because it's just I can't imagine any pastor like public figure, you know, like there I've seen so many stories like this that I just know that there's something behind the scenes there's something hiding and it's sad to think like that and you know maybe I am a negative person to have that sort of you know expectation that there is something going on behind the scenes but there's too much of it everywhere in general there's too much of it in the Christian community and there's a lot of it in the Indian community too but we just do not address it and even now I I think a lot of South Asians, they especially churches based back at home, I have not seen anything from them. And I don't know why we have this um, desire to protect the church, whatever that means. <laughs> protect someone's name. I think something big yes. about like protect the name, protect the family. Yeah. Protect the legacy. They, well, I'm sorry, the legacy that this person was supposedly leaving, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like it's destroyed by their own hands, by their yeah. own actions. It's yeah. just, it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think grieving is the right, is another very correct concept of what we're going through right now. Yeah. Um, it's like how many other people that we have put up as idols and pedestals are going to fall. Yeah. What excuses are we going to give them? Oh, oh no, 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 no. That, that person, that person. No. What if it's that person's own sin that outside Mm -hmm. of all the words they've said and all the things that they've done, it's their own sin. Like, why can't we address that people, no matter how long they've been Christians or how big the ministry is, they are still sinners. Like, are we, why do we put sainthoods on people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so tired of this idea, this concept that because you're a, a older person who's been in ministry, that somehow you have this cloak on you, this crown on your head that makes you better, makes you one step closer to God. Yeah. I mean, we have we already have that idea uh, embedded in our culture that elders are, you know, above all, 
you know, our elders know the best. They have lived more life than you. You are young children. You don't know anything. That is what has been embedded in our brain. So that is obviously, you know, integrated into Christian living too back at home. So it's like, oh, he has done all these things. Oh, but he's older. And, you know, and it's just the excuses. I I don't even want to talk to people at home about this anymore because I just, I can't. (laughs) I think part of the reason why we didn't start recording this is because we both knew it was such a heavy topic and we were just not emotionally ready. And I don't think this is really about just uh, Ravi. I think this is going beyond us. This is going to all the big organizations. You know what I'm talking about. Those big organizations with the big universities and the big ministries and they're dragging their children and their grandchildren and everyone through it. I'm talking about those ministries. Like, why are we putting them on pedestals? They are people. They're just people. And I think even being like a really young child and and I'm part of like, my parents had me part of this whole prayer group in India um <laughs> it's a very familiar name y'all know what i'm talking about you south <laughs> asians um be their prayer tower and yeah. like y'all y'all just people like you are you are human you're a yeah. sinner you're not infallible like yeah. sin happens people break down there's what is authentic? What is authentic? Authentic. I can't speak the English, you guys. It's so <laughs> to be authentic. <laughs> oh my gosh! There you go. Claps. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it authentic? Because you're gonna meet somebody, or be go to someone's wedding, or like touch someone's child and pray for them, or you know, like. Why aren't my prayers good enough? Why isn't my relationship with God good enough? Why does it have to go through you? Oh, that opens so many doors. <laughs> oh, for another another, another big night. concept. <laughs> we'll do a special topic on another big concept, but like this, it kind of boils down to this. Yeah. Like, here's this guy who comes from my city, my mm-hmm. state, my language. Goes to become, goes, you know, is in an interracial marriage, um, has children, has a ministry, travels around the world. People flock to read, you know, to meet him, to read, to debate. Yeah. And all of that is gone. Like that, it's gone. Was it worth it? I really want to ask is, was it worth it? Was it worth it to hide? You know, mm-hmm. what can we do for people up there? You know, a lot of them say, you know, it's lonely up top. Um, yeah. It's lonely. Why are we putting them up top? Why aren't they sitting with us? Mm-hmm. Literally, I think back to Mary, you know, uh, who sat at Jesus' feet. Um, and I think back to when G- you know, when the rich young ruler goes, what can I do to be, to follow you? And yeah. he said, you know, give up everything. You know, I sleep on, you know, my floor, my, you know, I sleep on the ground. I sleep with the wild animals. Like, where did we go from being humble people to just, we have lost everything. Yeah. 
I mean, there's also just fake humility. Like, there's also an aspect of, oh, it's not me. It's only God. You know, I don't own anything. It's only Jesus. But I don't think that's genuine either because your actions are not showing it. You know, your life is not showing that. So I don't know. I just, the more and more I'm on this journey of deconstruction, specific to South Asian lives, I just feel like we are all fake. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> a smoke we, screen, smoke screen. Yep. yep. And we have not made a space for ourselves or for our leaders, you know, to be honest vulnerable, transparent, because we are a community that judges others very harshly. Mm -hmm. And we also gossip a lot. <laughs> and, you know, there's just so much. And we always are afraid of what the other is going to think, you know, we are always some sort in some sort of race and competition of some other auntie or, you know, their family, you know, their children. So this has made a very toxic environment, both in the culture and in the church to not be authentic. Like we sit and pray like, Jesus, I want to be like you. Jesus, I want to reflect you. We are saying words, we are saying sentences, but what does that actually mean? How would that look like? How does that translate into daily, every day? Yes. Keeping Christ the center of everything. What does that mean? Yes. Yes. And how can we disciple this and how can we um, grow? Mm hmm what is the word I'm looking for? English is really hard, people. <laughs> um, cultivate. I like yeah, that word. Go. Cultivate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And specific to Rabbi Zacharias, like in this situation, you know, how are your prayers and how, you know, how do you want to reflect Jesus here? And that is something that I want to ask people. But I'm also, I just feel like I know the answer because, you know, we did talk about everyone is a sinner and people are using that to twist it and be like, oh yeah, he's a sinner. He's just like you and me. We can't judge him. I'm like, no, judgment is very different from accountability. Yes. But, yes. but in our culture, there's no difference. It's, you know, because it's always judgment. So we don't know how accountability with grace looks like. And I'm just... Trying to hold myself. <laughs> it's been it's been a rough month. I don't even know how long it's been. I just know we've been talking about this, and we've both been kind of like researching and reading. I'm reading as much as I can about this. I've looked yeah. up stuff. I've looked up people's responses. I've looked at the main part of why this all came out, and cried and grieved and cried some more and you know, some I, I really don't I don't know where I stand in the cancel culture like yeah. oh, cancel culture is hard yeah but here's someone who's literally destroyed thousands of people's of lives like there's oh my gosh just this is so much there's so much <laughs> there's evidence there's so much evidence um you know, we have sources. We'll put them up when we finally have our, our website. <laughs> yeah, website. And I can do like an Instagram post with the sources. But he has act actively hidden. I think that's the part that gets me. Okay, you have to. He had, he had the opportunity to come out 
undo this before his passing, and mm -hmm. he did not. Yep. And I'm, he, sorry, go no. ahead. <laughs> and he left with this incredible burden and shame with his family. And this is probably a weird comparison, but I just like, ever since this whole thing blew up, I keep thinking about like a suicide, you know, when you commit, oh, when you die by suicide, you know, your family is left with your pain. And it, this is how it feels like for some reason, you know, I know he, you know, he died. Um, he didn't die by suicide, but somehow it feels like that he left all this for his wife and children and all his disciples or, you know, mentees, like, and people don't know what to do with it. And I just, yeah, I don't even think I'm grieving because I'm just like, so angry <laughs> and I don't know like people have told me I'm not allowed to be or you know I can't blame the church but I just like I I feel like we should have been past this mm -hmm. you know we should mm -hmm. be taking actions but mm -hmm. we are so far behind that we are still in the grieving process and I know grieving looks like different things you know but I don't know I feel like the secular in secular world, Me Too has taken the society so forward. But as a church, we are still here. Yes, 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 and we do still do not believe the survivors, you know. And we 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 are still protecting predators. Mm -hmm. I will use that word, even though it's harsh, Absolutely. no, and people get offended. But there are predators in our churches, in our communities. I think a lot of women are groomed. Mm -hmm. quite quite you know like you can't say anything when an uncle or someone touches you you can't say anything oh well, no it was just it was just oh it was all in our heads yeah like, no or no. or you get asked oh then why why were you in that situation what did you do why is why it about you, us yeah why didn't you say something like well what's the point of saying it there's so much evidence for Ravi. And people still don't believe. I've seen posts where they're like, oh, this is not true. This is made up. Why didn't they come out? They you know, did. He was alive. They did. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. They did. And they were shut down. Yeah. It's horrible. It's just, it's sad. It's. Yeah, I haven't even broached this topic with my parentals um, <laughs> because that would be a monster of a, a hill to climb, uh, not a mountain, a hill. I come from the hill country. <laughs> um, I think, you know, we're both from very different backgrounds and um, I'm pretty much, you know how like there's six degrees in the world, like, you know, there's like you're six people away from everyone else, like literally I have been to things where he was there like yeah part of my family part of like people I know so this yeah. was very like oh my gosh <laughs> um yeah how is that for you like if I may ask because I didn't personally read his stuff it has always been on part of my list um, but my mom loved um, his work and you know even though like I was personally not invested in his work um it, he was still a representation for us um, exactly. for the South Asian community. Exactly. But for you, someone who knew his family, who knew him, and were a part of that ministry, what, what, like, where are you at, like, 
what was your thought process with the whole thing? I think I went numb first because yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what do you what do you mean this is happening? Um, and then I, I just I've kind of stayed numb and then I've greed and then I've cried and then I've gone numb again. And I just yeah, I kind of feel like I'm back home where like, you know, we just we just put our blinders on. We can't see yeah. it. It's not there. Um, if I just pretend hard enough, it'll go away. Um, it's yeah. almost like I'm waiting for it to kind of wash over. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard. It's yeah. very hard. Um, lots of thoughts. Lots of thoughts. In and out. In and out. Um, yeah. It's not like I haven't been kind of witness to something like this in my own life. Like there, there was one incident when I was a teenager where, you know, uh, there was a pastor in our community that had to, you know, be taken down, counseled, and then removed um, and sent away because they were doing this with the women in the church, which, you know, as a 16, 17 year old who was completely sheltered, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. People can think like that. People can use their own, like, this is a happily married person, we thought, you know, and like, so I had that like first up, like close, like this is kind of like, it feels far away in a way. And also close at the same time. It's kind of like this dichotomy of being a ministry kid from South Asia, but also living so far away. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. Yeah. I just, I just feel so saddened for people who are going to lose their faith. I know. And I know this will literally come back to, but you can't depend on a man for you. That's the whole point mm-hmm. is that this man who held, and I think apologetics and kind of like his philosophy is a very rare concept to find with pastors and then you know with with all the things he said like he went to all these different colleges and stuff I'm like whoa that was such a big deal like this little boy the village boy from you know Tamanadu. Yeah. like that's so big but like I think I also know there's other apologetics ministers in India that are are, are just more honorable and things like that like not more honorable just honorable people yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think I have enough other things to go okay I've never believed in a man I don't mm-hmm. trust something I always say to my parentals is mm-hmm. no man, not any man. And I think I've said this before. Yeah, you did. And then the same way, no white man, but no man leads me to mm-hmm. the cross. That's another thing I say to them. Yeah. It's my walk. I don't need yeah. to depend on someone else's journey, someone else's testimony to get me to the cross. Yeah. I feel like we feed off of someone else's story sometimes and we compare our walk with them, especially, you know, in missionary, <clears throat> excuse me, settings. I remember as a child, every single time a missionary, like American team, Australian team came to our church, I would just seek so much validation from them for some reason. Like they would have an altar call and I would go and, you know, and they would like, give prophetic words to people and then none of them would come to me and pray over me. And I would just feel this like distraught that what is it about me that, you know, they don't see something in me that they feel compelled to walk to me and tell that, you know, this is what the Lord has for you. And I've done that for years. And then I realized that that is idol worship. 
you know, yes, I'm yes. just looking at this person who's from another country and, you know, and historically they were the ones who brought Jesus into India. So they must know better than me, but that is not true. Like, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, you know, being part of short-term ministry and seeing who the people I went with, I'm like, I know these people's stories. They don't care about you. They're just doing this to feel good. And like yeah. coming oh. to the realization, it's a feel good process. Yep. Yep. And it's a harsh realization, but it is what it is. The motive behind all these short-term missions. Like, you know, we need, we need a heart reality check. Yeah. 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 So we are just so used to just having our faith depend on somebody else's faith, you know, and not just like, our, yeah, we're not just directly looking at our relationship with Christ. It's just somebody else's, oh, they prayed like this and it worked out for them. Let me try this. They, you know, have this lifestyle. Maybe that's what Jesus is seeking from me. Let me try this. But I don't know. Like, why can't we just talk to Jesus? He's just like there. Why can't we strip <laughs> away all the pretense mm-hmm. and the smoke screen? And why don't we strip away needing another person? Like the idea of sainthood. I mean, we're, we're, we're supposedly Protestants, right? Like Protestants yeah. don't need a saint, but we're literally putting these people in the place of saints and yep. using them as a w- as oracles to Christ. Mm. Yep. No, thank <clears throat> you. No, thank you. And I, I'm I'm an odd Pentecostal child's kid, like pastor's kid, min- min- whatever they are. Like, yeah. never went forward. Didn't like to be touched. Don't want to fall down. Don't want to do anything. Like, I'm gonna step <laughs> back and I'm gonna watch watch you do your yeah. thing. To me, it was a sham. Yeah, uh, it took me a long <laughs> journey to realize it was not genuine because I was a person as a child. This was like I was in fifth grade and I would go to these meetings and like cry and, you know, just like waiting for some sort of feeling that might be Holy Spirit, like not even knowing what Holy Spirit really means. And then, you know, I come from Assemblies of God and there's so much pressure about tongues and gifts and all these things. And I never spoke in tongues and I would literally cry. It's like, do I not have the Holy spirit? And my mom was like, no, that's not what the Bible says. There are other gifts too. Why are we only focused on one? And yeah, yeah, but it's just this. Oh, I think there's just so much more to it. Um, You know, this is a person who is intellectual and there's also fear. Like, I think I wrote in our notes, something about, um, sometimes people actually will say philosophy and intellect will, will supersede the essence of Christianity. And I think there is no balance. The pendulum just kind of swings. Someone is, some person's intellectual, they do apologetics, they know their theology. And then the other Mm -hmm. side, they don't want to know anything about philosophy or apologetics. And then they read the scripture wrong. Yeah. I think it's really hard to find that happy medium. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think it's just going to be a search and just balancing out what we believe. Yeah. I knew this one was going to be hard, even like after like all the research and all the looking over, I think this one was just, and I like some of the things you wrote in our, um, 
in our notes, Blessy, about King David, like the you know comparing mm-hmm. King David and his life yeah. and his journey. I've seen way too many Facebook posts. Oh my gosh, I try not to go on Facebook much anymore Amen. because of this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, King David also committed a sin, and you know, God still called him man after his own heart, and da 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 da. And I'm like, I I I I give you one clap for trying that hard, but. <laughs> King David is very different from what is going on with Rabbi Zechariah. King David repented and he still had to face a consequence, you know, but the thing with Rabbi is so different. You know, he did not come forward. He still died hiding and maybe he was afraid of judgment or, you know, and it's so sad that someone as big as him, with so much support or that's what it looked like. He didn't have single person that he could go to yes, and just be honest and just be himself. And David, didn't he go to prophet Nathan and, mm-hmm. you know, and he fasted and he prayed and he had accountability. And I don't see that in the story. So not really, you know, taking both of those things into consideration, people just saying, Oh, Rory is still a man after God's own heart. Maybe he is. Like, I don't know what's going on in God's brain right now with all these things, you know, but it's just like so harmful. Like it gets me mm, so riled up. (laughs) And I think this has kind of been a safe space for us to be able to say these thoughts Mm -hmm. because if we were home or we were with our parentals, we would not be allowed to. Like there is no safe space. (laughs) there is no like there is no safe space yeah to really go hey this person can be wrong and it's okay yes yes see i like that i don't know we worship the idea of a church like you know it's like this institution that we feel like we have to defend and protect and all these comments or, you know, people looking into Ravi's life, like, and a lot of people at home, I think they feel like this is an attack against the church. This is persecution. But I don't think so. People are simply calling out what we are doing wrong. And that's okay. We are not perfect. And yeah, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I feel like oh we do this God. a lot. We do this yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it back. Yeah. I don't think I can say these things back home without being either like, you know, being shut down. They'll be like, oh, you're just 23. You don't know anything. Or they, you know, I would be told that I'm believing a single story and I'm not seeing the other side of the story. Or just don't talk about it. God is good. God is in control. And honestly, I am so tired of those excuses. I know God is in control. I want to know what God is saying about this right now. And yeah, I I will stop talking. I think back to the blinders, we put these fake blinders on. And that's exactly what I'm talking about is that we have this. I have my hands next to my eyes, guys. (laughs) Sorry, talk about my hands. Um, we can't, we can't live like that. We can't, I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. I can't raise my kids in, in a world where what's supposed to be a safe space isn't a safe space. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
the church is supposed to believe survivors. You know, the church is supposed to be that altar where you can go and be transparent without being judged and be protected, you know, from the abusers. But I don't see the church like that. It's it's just like so interwoven again, like how we talked about culture and Christianity, like religion in South India, where is the line? So I don't think we can separate both of these, those things. And I don't honestly, like you were saying, if I ever get married and have children, I don't want them to take into a church space where if something had happened to them and they'll say it out loud and they won't be believed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's where we are with this whole Ravi thing. I think it's just going in circles and this is our space. We're speaking our truth. We're trying to speak the truth into our yeah. community. Um, we're not judging anyone. We're just no. saying what we're what what we're feeling. We're saying what we have spoken to other young South Asians. Um, we will post a link uh, from a pastor that we uh, listened to right after this whole situation. And I think mm-hmm. I don't want it. I think personally, and I, and I don't want this to come the wrong way. I don't want to hear a white person's voice right mm. now. I don't. I don't want to hear from a white space right now. Yeah. I want to hear from my people. I want to hear from someone that looks like me, who speaks my language, who understands yeah. what we're feeling. Because right now, some of most of the articles I've read have been from white voices. Um, yeah. I would love to hear from my brown people. Yeah. I want to hear it. I want to see your anger. I want you to get it written down on paper somewhere. Just mm-hmm. get it out of your system. And don't, don't forget, it's your sp- truth and it's your space and you have to believe people don't 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 say it was a woman's fault no thank you we are in the 21st century that is that is not acceptable i was literally about to say that it's yeah you can't say where is proof you can't say that oh this evidence is manipulated and you just can't if you are, I'm going to just say this, and I'm sorry, you can cut this out if you want. <laughs> but if you are the prayer warrior that, that you say you are, and if you are every day genuinely praying for the kingdom of God and that your life would reflect, reflect like Christ did, you have to come to a term where, you know, you have to believe so survivors. You cannot protect, protect predators. You cannot say, stay silent. Like, I'm like, so done being quiet. Come at me, DM me, we can talk. But as South Asians, I think that we have to. Like, this is just one pastor, one Ravi Zacharias. I think there's a lot more. That there's so much life. more. Like this, this whole special topic wasn't just about this ministry and this ministry. No. This is like a breakdown of what we're going to f- go forward to. This is the end of our first series. This was a hard end of our first series. We've yeah. kind of like been a little agitated and a little like been holding back a little bit because you know this is raw personal yeah um this is our raw personal experience that you're hearing like firsthand this is what we talk about this is what we grieve about this is what we we are angry about and guess what i got emotions Mm -hmm. i'm going to share them 
I'm not a robot. And no, thank you. Don't come at us saying that you don't know the whole story. I think we have the whole story. And we're going to accept and we're going to stand with survivors and with those women. And we're going to look at the truth on those pieces of paper. And we're going to ask pastors and people up there in these mega churches or mega ministries, who is your accountability? Yes. What can you do to ensure that this does not happen again? Yep. And how are you protect? How are you going to protect your children and, you know, the people around you? Yeah. There's so much generational trauma that we have to unfold. And it will yes. be a process. It's going to be a long process. Well, this is the end of episode six. Our yeah. first series. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a lot you mean, a wait, month. second season. Second season. When is second season? I don't know when second season is coming out. I'm just coming um, up with Maybe stuff, like folks. May. I'm thinking we would record in April and then start putting out in May. Sorry, we will be back. We'll be gone in of all of March. <laughs> <laughs> but I will we're still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're still relevant, but this has been, we're crazy busy. Yeah. Miss over here with her master's degree. Oh, um, man. But we will, we have a, we have a lot of stuff. We have lots and lots of notes. Um, yes. This is a heavy place to end. And I, I'm hoping to hear a back from you all. Um, yep. We might start up in the next series with another special topic. Much lighter, more fun. We'll talk about romance. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, Deshu and Curtis. I will ask questions. Oh, I, gosh. I, yeah, like I want to do. We like can a do a Q&A. question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we have to end this. Okay, <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. Yep. Bye. <laughs> this has been Banana Leaf Reflections. A special thank you to Six Mill Studios for producing this podcast as well as composing the original music. Thank you for joining us at the Banana Leaf, and don't forget to subscribe to hear more from Jeshu and T Bless. See you next time.